Thanks for listening to Louder Vision, the podcast for all you creative people out there. I'm your host, filmmaker and artist, Laura Mioli. If you want to find out more about me and get creative tips and inspiration, you can visit loudervision.com. We'll meet our guests very soon, but first I want to tell you about something I've created just for you. As editors, filmmakers, photographers, we're sometimes perfectionists and we don't always get photos that are as perfect as we envision them. You all know the struggle on set, how hard it is to get that perfect shot. I've deleted hundreds of photos because the lighting wasn't good, the backdrop didn't work, the lipstick on my teeth or a reflection in my glasses. Don't waste your time anymore throwing away shot after shot when all it takes is a little Photoshop magic. Even if you've never used Photoshop before, or maybe you have, and you're tired of wasting photos, I definitely want to recommend my Photoshop crash course. It's quick and absolutely free. Plus, it's a great skill to add to your repertoire, your resume, and once you know the tips, you could even throw some of these flawless photos into your videos too. It's super easy and it's completely free. Just go to lauramioli.com slash freebie and get your free Photoshop tutorial. It's my gift to you. Today's guest is Alex Bondarev, lead singer of A Moment's Worth, a band of six best friends from the Bronx. They won the Elfenworks Social Justice Award for their song Dedicate, and they've partnered with this nonprofit group. Alex has also composed music for Google and was featured in a national television ad for Verizon. His new solo project is called Conversing with Oceans, and we'll definitely talk about that. If you want to listen for yourself and find out more, just go to conversingwithoceans.com or amomentsworth.com. I'll put that link and all their social media in the description below. What's up, Alex? What's going on? Thank you for the warm introduction, Laura. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, good. So I know you from the Bronx. Yeah. We go back a pretty long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm really excited about your new solo project. Thank you. So tell everybody about Conversing with Oceans. All right. So this was kind of born out of uh, me wanting to get really crazy creatively and uh, just do things a little different than I have. I was writing a lot of songs on my own, um, and I absolutely love playing with A Moment's Worth. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that, you know, there, there was a certain style that A Moment's Worth had but also I could do things a little differently creatively that was maybe in a, in a voice in a way that was a little bit more my own. So that, that's kind of where I wanted to uh, try and take things. Or like, you know, I was uh, playing at night with a synthesizer, you know, yeah. or a keyboard or, uh, you know, just, just this riff that like it didn't really have this like huge punk rock sound. Um, but it still had a lot of elements that were made. So that, that's kind of how the project was born. I just wanted to... to Try try something new creatively. Mm -hmm. And how would you describe the music? Um, that's a good question. I'm still I'm still trying. <laughs> Categorize trying to, yourself. Yeah, I'm still trying to find a, a definite category where I fit. I'd have to say it's uh it's definitely an alternative, um, indie, cool. and it's it's got a, a big lean towards like pop because I I love like a good a good pop song. So I would say it's alternative indie pop rock electronic. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> So you're just having fun and doing like whatever your heart desires. I'm having a blast with this project. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, so you. speaking of pop, I saw you had a one on one showcase with Randy Jackson at South by Southwest. Yeah. What yes. is that? What does that mean? <laughs> so that was really cool. Um, I couldn't believe it when it first happened. So we, we had just launched our first single at the time, uh, which was the Gold Rush. And the uh, worth. no, this was uh, conversing with oceans. Oh, cool. 
Okay. Yeah, so the first single we put out, and I'm really, you know, not sure how people are going to react to the song. I hope they like it as an artist that's always uh, kind of like, you know, you just put it out there and the response is the response. You know, you can't control yeah. that. But you give something your heart. And, and we very much did. I, I gave this song my heart. And I put it out. And not long after it was out, um, I was contacted by the group, actually effective immediately, saying, hey, um, they're, they're a PR group. And they said, hey, we have um, a show with uh, Randy Jackson at South by Southwest. Are you playing this year? And I said, uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. next thing I know, uh, I'm out there for the showcase. And um, it was just a very cool experience. I was uh, obviously nervous about it, as, mm -hmm. as you would be with someone yeah. like Randy Jackson. And it's a one-on-one -on -one <laughs> thing. So it's definitely different. But once you're with him, he's just so chill and just such a positive, uh, positive guy. Uh, that the environment was really cool. the 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 whole way, the whole thing, uh, the way it was set up mm -hmm. was was just really really nicely done. And I was just relaxed, and I loved playing my songs for him. And then we chatted for a bit afterwards too. Did he call you dog? <laughs> you know what? I don't remember. I don't remember if he did or not. He may Aww. have, but okay. Well, yeah, I'm gonna imagine very, very, that very he cool. did. He's a great guy. <laughs> good. Good. So you you said about you know putting out your music and and having it re being received well. Um, tell me about that feeling like when you're you know you're finishing your album or some project that you're working on, and a lot of people who are artists we get this feeling of like fear. What are people going to say when when they hear this or when they see my work? How do you deal with that? Um, just doing more of it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think I think uh, especially with a moment's worth, one thing I'm so so grateful for is that we put out a lot of music since we were like 15. Yeah, you guys have an <laughs> album like every year. <laughs> and I mean, not every. It, it takes us a while actually, but uh, yeah. But I'm so grateful that that like when you're 15, you, you kind of don't care. You just you just you write like the crappiest music and you just put it out <laughs> and you're like, oh, this is awesome. And <laughs> just to <laughs> and, accomplish it. Yeah, just exactly. You, you just get it out there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really grateful for having that background with them because I think it just uh, trained those muscles of like, all right, this sounds awesome. We're going to put it out and yeah. not really care that much about the reaction. Obviously, as you get older, you look back at that stuff and you're like, that that wasn't so awesome. Maybe we should have taken a little <laughs> more time with this. This mix could have been better. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like the alternative is you just kind of sit forever on something in this fear of like, what what are people going to say? What are people yeah. going to think? And that that I think is the worst. So I think for for any artist, my 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 uh, suggestion is always just just put it out there. Work on it until you're happy with it. Maybe walk away from it for a little bit for a few days or so. Mm -hmm. Come back to it. Listen to it again. If you're still happy with it, just just get it out there some way. Yeah. And just just build on that muscle of putting your material out. Yeah, because walking away and like having fresh eyes or fresh ears is very important because it brings you to a place of um, being detached from it a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, where did you come up with the name Conversing with Oceans? Because I, when I saw it, I was like, oh, you got that from The Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We talked about that. Yeah. I, that's a great book. Um, and I was actually just listening to somebody else talking about it. But um, no, it wasn't actually from The Alchemist. It was from a long list. So I, I spent some time when, when I decided I was going to do solo. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm gonna, should I do my name? And then the, the name thing never felt right to me. So I didn't go with like just my own name. Yeah. Um, so I just started going through projects, project names. And I think actually uh, my wife, Rosemary, she said, what about uh, conversing with oceans? And I was like, huh. And I wrote it down. 
and I kept thinking of other names, but I, I always kind of kept coming back to that one. Okay. And it just felt, it just felt like, like this project is, is like really ambient in a way and introspective. And it's like, it's basically the stuff that I would, I would sit down and write if I were sitting just in front of a beautiful body of water, you know, Mm -hmm. just being really honest with myself. So that name kind of stuck. Cool. So you just felt it. I felt it. I felt it. And, And also, I mean, that part of, uh, part of my mission with this uh, with this project is just to bring different different worlds together. So being that you know, I was born in Russia, lived in India for a bit. Cool. Um, I I love to learn about different cultures and to to travel when I can. So I think conversing with oceans also has that element of like bringing uh, the diff- different different uh, areas of the world together. Yeah, and where do you find time to do all this? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I make time. So you make I think, time. Okay. Yeah. I think it's really important. I mean, I, I don't have all the time in the world. Actually, my time is really limited. Yeah. As I'm sure is, is as I'm sure is yours. Mm-hmm. But it's uh it's like a necessary lifeline for me. I think I cannot imagine myself not creating art. I cannot yeah. see myself not doing it. So I just know that I have to do this. I have to make a song today, and and I make that my project. Or. I have to finish the words of the song and I make that my project or mm-hmm. I have to play the show. I make that my project. So it's it's uh it's very important to me. Yeah, so I mean a, mer- a moment's worth has been together for how many years now? Wow. Um let me think about that for a second. So if we started in like 99 Wow. Yeah, so minus <laughs> what is that? 17 17 years? Yeah, wow. So yeah. I mean, when you started, you were in high school. Yeah, yeah, we were dibs on Anthony back then. Yeah, so how growing up and becoming an adult now, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about your, your day job, but how do you sure. evolve as as growing up as a person, being a stable person, but also still doing music as something you love? Because it's not the most um, lucrative all the time, not right. for everybody. Right, um, It's It's about finding a balance, I think, and... Um, it's about getting more discipline, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Just finding areas, like just recently, more so over the, over the last few years, I've gotten to a point where, like, okay, um, I really have to use my time wisely mm-hmm. because it's like there's only so many hours in a day, and and you know you have to work and pay the bills and and all that. Um, so it's like, where can I cut back on? And and certainly there's like social media, uh, reading things that don't really matter that much. Yeah. Um, you know, telev- and I, I love a good show, so I'm I'm totally like a binge watcher on Netflix <laughs> and you know HBO yeah. and stuff. But you know, really cutting back from that. Um, at the same time, I think there's something to be said for allotting yourself a certain amount of hours to work on something. Yeah, with a cutoff. You know? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's a healthy practice, um, and it kind of keeps it makes your brain a little sharper. I think. Mm-hmm. As as far as actually getting done what you need to, because if you realize, okay, I only have three hours to work on this song and these lyrics, um, somehow it moves along a little better than, okay, I have twelve hours. Let yeah. me procrastinate for the first three, or you know, yeah. however that goes. A deadline is always great, and that's what I tell a lot of people, um, getting into video or film is, 
you know when even if you you don't have a deadline for a project make a deadline because it it makes you move faster and it forces you to stop at some point because you know during editing even editing music you can edit forever absolutely never be happy and never be done but if you're like okay i need to be done by three o'clock then you need to be done (laughs) (laughs) whatever it is it is yeah no that that's absolutely right yeah so i think it's it's just finding a balance and setting in place certain certain things that uh that help you achieve what you need to. Mm-hmm. So you guys have, uh, as a moment's worth, you guys have done a lot. Um, Thank you. Ha- yes, you're welcome. So <laughs> to what do you attribute you, your longevity as a band? Because it's been 17 years. How do you, how do you stay together and keep um, going? <laughs> more, more than anything, it's the friendship. It's, it's that we just genuinely love one another as individuals and we just have mm-hmm. fun. Um, we just have a lot of fun together. Yeah. And yeah. keeping up with, with the way music has changed, how do you how do you handle that? Um again, it's just we love making music together. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like, you know, me playing with those guys is is, is so much fun. So I you know, for, for as long as it's that, we're gonna make music together, you know? Mm-hmm. So I th- I think that's that's the other thing. Um just just really enjoying being together and and the other thing obviously is just the some support we've had from the listeners and our friends and our family and you know i i hate to say the, the word fans cuz i don't feel like anybody's like a fan <laughs> like a fan in that sense that yeah. they, but but they they're part of our family you know yeah. and i i think like that's huge when when these kids started getting tattoos of our lyrics and uh, coming to the shows and just being so incredibly supportive. When uh, Elfenworks, uh, my my pa- partner and sponsor now, mm-hmm. started, um, you know, acknowledging us and helping us financially make the music and all of that. That that was just huge. That was huge. Mm-hmm. That, a lot of these things kind of came together and pushed us to to keep making music. Yeah, and tell me about that Elfenworks thing. And then also, you you guys had a commercial spot for Google and. And Verizon, how do you get these opportunities and find? Because there's a lot of bands out there who are just like, well, I don't know, we made an album and now what? You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, we. A lot of it is we were just very, very, very fortunate. So mm-hmm. when I, I believe it was around 2009, 2010, we played something called College Battle of the Bands with a Moment's Worth, mm-hmm. and we won that that first first thing we and we we never won anything like that before and it mm-hmm. it was just amazing it was a great group of people and through them we kind of stayed in touch with them they had um they also had a partner organization called Elfenworks and we, we read about their message and really liked what they were doing they they're a nonprofit that basically uh based out of California that that shines a light on the work other nonprofits are doing, like ac- ac- mm-hmm. across the U.S., across the world, and helps those nonprofits and those individuals that are doing good in the world to set up a, a good foundational system to make more of that work. So they they help them organize that effort, and that, that's a really cool concept. It's like a like a super nonprofit helping other nonprofits. Yeah. You know, it's it's really really cool. So they had something called um, the Social Justice Award category around the time mm-hmm. we were making start where you are and we thought you know we really like what this organization is doing we have that song dedicate which we feel kind of like vibes with their their message and just tried sending in that song to see what happens and Mm -hmm. before you know it we won that and another thing that we were so grateful for and thank you Elfenworks Mm -hmm. um so that was 
was also a big step towards our partnership with them. And ever since then, we've kind of uh, been in touch. And last year, I actually played solo as Conversing with Oceans at, at their um, In Harmony with Hope Awards in San Francisco. Oh, cool. So I think the way to get opportunities is to genuinely uh, value the relationships that you have uh-huh. and to build on new ones. And not not in a self-serving way. Like a lot mm-hmm. of artists are, are very much... Um, great artists too. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times the approach is li- listen to listen to me, listen to this. Yeah. Whereas I think the approach of what can my music do or what can I do with this music, who can I serve, mm-hmm. it that's essentially a much more effective approach. You know, when it when yeah. it's done genuinely, it really is. You, you're, you guys are like nice guys. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, you know, I'd like I'd like to hope and I'd like to think that that we're making a positive change in this world. And that, that's, really, that's really my goal. That's awesome. So Thank you're you. saying for people not to be just selfish about it uh, in terms of listen to my music because of my ego. <laughs> I, I'm, yeah, so I'm, I'm saying just, just think of what else you can do with your music that will help others along the way and make it a win-win situation. Yeah. So obviously, I mean, when you're a struggling artist, I get it. It's, it's really, really hard mm-hmm. um, to be heard to be noticed and so that's that's the first and you know most most primal kind of thing of all artists is just just listen to my song you know I made this awesome thing yeah and if you just combine that if you step away from the I made this awesome thing for a second to <laughs> I made this awesome thing and I can do some good with it um, if you combine mm-hmm. those two things I think I think you'll go a lot further yeah that's a great next step to, to think about yeah with any kind of artist. Yeah. So tell me about your work with Musicians on Call. Sure. So Mus- Musicians on Call is uh, another great nonprofit that mm-hmm. basically brings music uh, through volunteer mu- musicians and through, I mean, they have many established artists working with them that volunteer um, to hospitals, to children and to elderly patients, mm-hmm. to families staying in hospitals. And you kind of go room to room. Um, you volunteer, you kind of set the hours based on whatever hospital you want to do, mm-hmm. which location. Um, and you play music for people one-on-one. And it's very, very intimate. It's really beautiful. Oh, and nice. It, it's honestly like I'm just getting chills talking about it because it's, it's one of those things where like, um, you know, I think we have as musicians or artists these like grandeur fantasies of like, oh, playing this arena, how good that must feel. But I think... I think when artists uh, kind of spend some time with a child who hasn't, you know, been around anybody for the past couple of days because they've been really sick, mm-hmm. and it's just them and their mom hanging out in a hospital room, and you play a couple of songs for them, yeah, and you see their eyes light up, and you see the mom pulling out the phone to kind of tape Aww. you, and, and it's it's an incredible, incredible feeling, Laura. Yeah. It's it's amazing. So, I, I, I mean, I think I started with them about two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I specifically returned to uh, the Children's Hospital at Montefiore. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried to do it once a month and just spend a few hours there, at, you know, when I am there, sometimes more than once a month. But yeah. once once I, I did my first kind of like uh, series of, sh- of uh, room-to-room shows there, I was like, yeah. this, this is awesome. This is just one of the nicest things you can do. It, yeah, so I, I can't say enough good things about musicians on call. I think it's really humbling. And I think yeah. it's one of those things that, as I was talking about earlier, it's like 
okay, so you have these songs that you want to share with people. Mm-hmm. Why not share them with people who are just would just love to hear your song more than anything else? You know, like yeah. this. This is what what they need right now. They feel like they're getting a, a a private little concert. So it's just it's one of the most humbling, rewarding things I'd ever done. That's awesome. I'm making a pouty face right now. You can't see it. But. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It, but yeah, I mean, awesome. and I just, I guess inspired by the kids stories too. Mm-hmm. Like they tell me like, I met this one kid who, uh, he was in a car accident and he couldn't walk anymore, but he really wanted to be a singer. And I played him a song and it was one of the songs about like, I forgot which, which song I played him exactly. It might've been the Neil Armstrong dilemma or some, something about overcoming mm-hmm. difficult times. Yeah. And he was so into it and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna sing again. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna you know, and like just hearing that, I mean what what is better than that? Yeah. You know? You're inspiring people. Like- well, they're inspiring me. Yeah. Because you know? like at the end of the day I, I go back and I'm like, I gotta write more songs like that. Cause like like wow, like that that was amazing, mm-hmm. you know? So when you when you write songs, do you have a goal in mind? Because you guys it seems like a moment's worth and even your songs they're very positive and unlike a lot of the music that's out there about just breaking up with your girlfriend i mean <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you it's Although, like the typical <laughs> kind of stuff right <laughs> um honestly no i don't have a goal when i write other than to be honest um and sometimes that that means a song's not going to be so happy and you know like mm-hmm. the like i'll write songs that are really deep and dark and heavy yeah. and i think deal with those emotions that so many of us suppress, especially with um, with some of the stuff I start. Oh, I was writing on uh, conversing with oceans. It's like, all right, this music feels a little sadder. It feels a little heavier. It, it mm-hmm. encompasses something else other than what I've been uh, writing for a long time. And I think that's important to explore too. Um, I think it's important to be mm-hmm. honest with all those feelings to to realize that we all have them. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so my only goal is to be honest. And when that comes yeah. out like positive and, and happy, I think I think gener- generally, yes, I lean more towards like what what's the meaning that you could take away from this hardship? What's yeah. what's the, what's the light at the end of the tunnel? It's like I think if an artist isn't making you feel good at the end of the day or if mm-hmm. a work of art isn't making you feel like somehow better about your life, then uh, you're just wallowing in self-pity. You know, which there's yeah. there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you need to wallow in self pity, mm-hmm. but if the ultimate goal isn't to get you through that, isn't to get you out of that, maybe yeah, um, then you know that may, that's not my approach. Okay. So so you're being very honest and you're sharing a lot with people. Is that ever like a fear for you of t- saying too much? Honestly, um, yes, but <laughs> but. Uh, I have to say that I'll know I have a good song or an honest lyric on my hands when I'm scared to sing it or say it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So it's kind of been like a compass for me as far as, ooh, this feels like really personal. Should I should I <laughs> say that? And if that's the question, then then I think, yes, I should because a lot of people usually relate to that more more than any of the other kind of, you know, Generic more ge- stuff. general stuff that you <laughs> <Yes>. could write. <laughs> when did you discover your passion for music and singing? Um, great question. I, I think that's always kind of been there. I, it, the earliest memory I have is actually, it must have been a couple of years old, maybe two or three. 
Mm -hmm. don't know. If that, <laughs> but I was putting on a concert for my grandparents and my mom and my dad in, in the living room singing. Mm -hmm. um, that That's like, so I think it's, it's always kind of been there. I remember growing up, um, we always had a piano in my grandparents' house back in Russia. Mm -hmm. um, they were always playing and singing together, my grandmother and my grandfather. Um, my mom had an acoustic guitar around the house always. She was in bands when I was little, and I remember watching her perform on stage thinking that, oh, my mom, my mom's so cool. <laughs> and and uh, then when I was around 12, I went to my first Green Day concert. Uh -huh. um, with some of my best friends at the time and I remember just thinking like this is awesome you know so it kind of evolved over time yeah Evol and now now I look at other artists and I'm like this is awesome I love what what this this guy or the, you know this girl is doing it's yeah so it's it's just kind of always uh found a way to grow and evolve and remain a big part of my life mm -hmm. and who are your biggest musical influences besides Green Day um so what, what, it changed a lot over the yeah. years. Um, with but, any, as with anyone, yeah. I think. Yeah, I mean, I remember seeing uh, Goldfinger live. Mm -hmm. um, John Feldman, who's like an incredible producer now. Um, but Goldfinger blew, blew me away because their live show was just so intense, so yeah. much fun. Everybody was uh, just really into their music, jumping around, uh, dancing. Uh, bands like Goldfinger. All, the, all of the local bands, I think... Uh, growing up too uh, in the Bronx underground scene mm -hmm. that we saw like Foreseen, Daily's Gone Wrong, yeah. What's Your Problem Brian, like seeing those guys and being like whoa here are people our age a little older a little younger but look at these guys play and look at how much these guys practice look at how good they yeah. are and that kind of that pushed us all to uh, to want to be better and now um, now I mean I have such a such a big variety of stuff I listen to um, Third Eye Blind is still one of my favorite bands. Mm -hmm. I think they're fantastic songwriters, fantastic performers. Um, I love seeing them live. Mm -hmm. Glenn Hensard and uh, The Frames and all of his projects, he's fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. I saw Queen not too long ago what? with Adam Lambert. Yeah, yeah. They, but <laughs> oh, Queen, with Adam Lambert. Yeah, that sounds yeah. awesome. I want to see that. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, they, they, I'm thinking about Queen with, with Freddie Mercury, but they, yeah. they were just a huge influence. Um, just so so much stuff, um, and you know, I growing up in the Bronx, I really did have a lot of uh, hip hop influences too. I remember all all I used to buy was was rap cassette tapes, and yeah, yeah. So that that's like that's why I'm I'm really excited for the the new song that I'm about to release. Uh huh. And what's that called? It's called Deeper. Okay, so it'll be out by the time <laughs> yeah. this episode comes out, but go listen to it, everyone. So, yeah, it's a cool story behind that because uh, Fuji's, uh, the score, was actually the first tape I ever bought. Mm -hmm. And it was like at a street fair in the Bronx. I picked it up, I think, for like five bucks. Yeah. Um, and I remember looking at the tape and because my family are refugees. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm a refugee. This must be cool. Yeah. So I put it, uh, like I started listening to it that day and it was just amazing. It was like, it was so raw and so powerful. And that, uh, that album like stayed with me. Um, so what's really cool about Deeper is uh, I was working on a track and John Forte, who is the, the man that co-produced and co-wrote a lot of the songs on that album, the score, mm -hmm. he heard the track and he collaborated on it. He did a verse on it with us so I thought that was that was just like such a huge like full circle amazing kind of moment for me mm -hmm. so so if you could make an album with one artist living or dead who would it be 
That's a tough question. I always have to ask a tough question. That's a tough question. <laughs> so I always, I always wanted to work with John Feldman, who's the the singer uh, of Goldfinger, and mm-hmm. he was just huge behind me, starting music. And and now I listen to the stuff that he produces, and I would absolutely love to write a song with John Feldman. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I I think that's that's kind of um that's kind of my uh my goal right now okay john you're listening (laughs) hopefully (laughs) yeah john let's do it do it john um so i've met you a bunch of times i've never actually spoke to you about your story of coming to the u.s i don't know if you want to share that but i'm just so curious about it (laughs) sure um basically we were from uh gross Grozny, Chechnya, was part of the the former Soviet Union or Russia at the time, um, and the situation there was just just getting worse every year. I think my my parents, thankfully, and my grandparents, they shielded me a lot from the actual war going on there. I remember when I was about five, my dad got a job in India, so we would spend most of the time living in India mm-hmm. and just just visiting uh, Chechnya and my grandparents who remained behind over the summers. Mm-hmm. Every summer it got a little bit worse though um, oh. over the four years that we were living in India and I remember the very last summer my grandparents were like look there are tanks outside there are machine guns wow. firing at night yeah and then they're like we don't think you guys should come visit us uh, this this year maybe find uh, you have to go somewhere else because we're because we're gonna be leaving mm-hmm. and essentially what happened is they left um, they left to other parts of Russia where it was safer. Thankfully, they, mm-hmm. they survived. Their apartment was destroyed. The whole city was, was basically, you know, completely destroyed by the war going on. Wow. And thankfully, my, my, my parents did have family in the United States, in the Bronx, mm-hmm. that invited us here. Um, my aunt and uh, her family. And uh, yeah, we, we stayed with them for a little while. And then we uh, lived in, uh, in Co-op City and other other uh, parts of the Bronx here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm bas- basically, I feel like I grew up here, and this was around when I was eight years old. Okay, so you were pretty young when you came over. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, and and like I said, thankfully they shielded me. My parents did such a good job of. Uh, I, I'm so grateful to them because they had to start over. Yeah. Um, um, their you know careers weren't any good here. Their education was was essentially not not very useful. Um, they started from scratch and left ev- everything behind. They could have gone anywhere else in the world and I think been, been a lot more successful. But uh, I, I give them a lot of credit and I'm very, very indebted and very grateful to them for what they've done. Oh, Hi, Mom and Dad. Hi, Mom and Dad. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, essentially there were Russians living everywhere, right? Um, mm-hmm. and my, my family is Russian. Uh, but a lot of those European countries really didn't want uh, didn't want Russia there. So once once you know the Soviet Union started breaking down, mm-hmm. um, and there were there was a lot of tensions between uh, the Russians living there and the non-Russians, which you, we still uh-huh. see going on. You know, yeah. so, I'm very very grateful to to be where I am today. Yeah, and it seems like you have just a very positive outlook on life because there's a lot of people who are just very negative, <laughs> no matter what the situation is. Uh, no, I, I, I could, I can be negative too. I mean, we, yeah. we, we both have tendencies, but again, it's like, I think it's a muscle that you train. Um, mm-hmm. A good quote I heard recently is, "What's wrong is always available, but so is what's right." Huh. 
So it's yeah. it's just a matter of uh, sure there there are a ton of really really horrible things always happening. Um, yeah. A ton of things we can't explain or make sense of. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think our capacity for good is just as great, if not much greater, than our capacity for destruction, mm-hmm. you know, or or evil. Yeah, that's true. So. Since a lot of people that listen are mostly artists, this is, this is a podcast for artists and people who want to um, make a career out of their art That's and so their cool. passion. I love so, that. Thank you. So do you Good have any you. advice? <laughs> oh, thank you very much. Do you have any advice for other bands or musicians who want to have a career out of their passion for music? Um, I'm not sure that I'm the best for advice, but I would, <laughs> I would say what I've learned over time. Okay. Um, is that the most important thing is be you, mm-hmm. um, and you don't you don't necessarily have to know who you is, you know, yeah. <laughs> who you are, but you just just make the art that feels authentic and right to you, and eventually it'll it'll find its own voice. Uh, so mm-hmm. just that's that's the first thing. Just just do it. Just do the art that you're always thinking about doing, mm-hmm. and then. Once you're you're doing that, build on the relationships that you have, uh, mm-hmm. value the relationships that you have, contribute to them, um, look for new relationships as far as new mentors, mm-hmm. people you could learn from, watch what other artists you like are doing, um, see how you can implement certain things that they're doing in a way that's your own. Yeah. And and again, the the thing about service I think is really big. It's just mm-hmm. just see see what area of life your art kind of speaks to or can contribute to that yeah. that needs needs the help and and just be willing to com- contribute that that's I think very that, good advice <laughs> thank, <laughs> thank you thank you yeah anything else you want to chat about um oh just that that's awesome that that you have a, a podcast for artists i think it's really important one of the one of the hardest things, Laura, I, and and you know this, I'm sure, as an artist, is just kind of like to motivate yourself through yeah. the day day in day out kind of stuff because it's not always easy, you know. There's so many things that are easier than than making good art. I yeah, there is, <laughs> and and that's the struggle of being an artist is is that. I mean, so I your th- parents Im- immigrated here, yeah. but my my parents, my mom came here from Italy when she was a kid, so I wow. was born here. But they're still very much in that mindset of, you know, you come to America and you have to have a job that pays you. And so you it whatever the job is, it doesn't have to be something you like. You just need to make money so that you can survive and, you know, exactly. live the American dream. And so doing art doesn't seem like it fits into that at all sometimes. And it, it's always always seems like like a struggle, like a like a tug of war between, okay, I have to make money, but I want to also make this art that I love so much and that means so much to me. Um, and so that's why I started the podcast. And also that's, you know, mostly my, that's my life, the story of my life. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so, that's so awesome. Yeah. Just trying to um, find time and find a way to yeah. make the thing you love, the thing that supports you. Yeah, that that's huge. And so thank you for that. Thank you for doing that. Because I think, Artists really need that. Artists really need the mo- that. There's so many forces mm-hmm. around us, right? Like you just said, that'll tell you that this this isn't an important. This isn't important, yeah. right? That this is kind of secondary. But think about like the toughest times of your life. 
or when you're struggling through something, mm-hmm. it's usually usually in those times that you go to a good movie or a good song or a mm-hmm. good book. You confide in those things that artists created to get you through the hardest times of your life. Yeah. And they shape how you look at the world. Mm-hmm. So imagine just if all those people did, cho- chose not to do that because they thought something else was more important. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Yeah, and I think you, I mean, you're in, you're kind of inspiring me now to think about my art in more of a way of service of how can it help others. Oh, well, you're, you're already doing, <laughs> doing a great deal. So oh, th- well, thank you. Thank you for, for your time. So, oh, thank you. So thank you, you can, for yours. Okay, it's a thank you love fest here. <laughs> <laughs> You're too nice, Alex. All right. You can listen to Alex's music, Conversing with Oceans, at conversingwithoceans.com. And then there's always great stuff from A Moment's Worth at amomentsworth.com. I'll put all those social media links in the description below so you can connect, listen, and share this great music. As for me, I'm filmmaker, artist, and your host, Laura Mioli. You can connect with me, getting creative tips and inspiration on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Loudavision. And you can listen to more of these podcasts, read my blog, and watch my videos. Just go to loudavision.com. You'll want to subscribe to my email list to be the first to hear all new episodes. And if you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Thanks for listening, as always. But before you go... Since you like podcasts so much, don't go away. Here's a quickie about another podcast you'll love. I'll let them tell you about it. Hey, y'all, I'm Courtney Hinton of VerbHouseCollective.com. Verb House Collective is all about creatives, entrepreneurs, and those who want to live an awesome life full of intention. Again, that site is VerbHouseCollective.com, and we'd love to see you. Good morning, Indubians and future friends. I am T. Sterling Watson from the Indu Podcast, and I invite you to stop by and press play. The Indu Podcast is a little bit of everything, just like myself. Topics include entertainment, nerd culture, pop culture, intellectual chats, spirituality, positivity, music, or magic, if I misread my own handwriting. You can find me on iTunes, Indu.com, and Indu.podbean.com. The podcast and this ad is a 3SFX production.